Warp Pipe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the weekly Warp Pipe, a podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. We're hopping in the Warp Pipe today and going back and checking out Nintendo accessories. Me and Jay discuss what it was like growing up with some of these, and some of these we never even tried, so we give you our thoughts and comments on that. I am still currently on vacation, so we recorded the podcast, and we had a little weird connection, so you're going to hear some beeps and boops during it, but I still hope you guys can enjoy this episode, so without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly Warp Pipe. I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? I'm NES Addict. Yeah, we're back at it. Jumping in the Warp Pipe. Is this episode 22? 22, yeah, we're up to episode 22. 22 straight weeks we've been doing this. Hey, Russ, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. (laughs) We're holding up the drink now. Taylor Swift. There you go. (laughs) What have you been up to this week, Jay? Uh, Just getting getting things ready for the new job i should start thursday and uh, oh nice so you did get it trying to work yeah work on a youtube video and uh and tiktoks and nice keeping my sanity keeping your sanity (laughs) (laughs) i dropped a uh new youtube video i'm currently on vacation in uh, virginia beach and me and my wife were driving down here from connecticut and we stopped at a goodwill and then an antique mall and i actually came across the nes uh the world of nintendo uh cabinet that used to be in like stores back in the day like kb and like toys r us and stuff it was not for sale though unfortunately i think if they said if i probably offered her a replacement cabinet and maybe some money she probably would budge on it but then it's like how am i getting it back to connecticut it's like a six hour drive from there back and uh we're we're in a convertible so (laughs) it's not gonna work but um this week's like I need to topic drive to virginia beach tomorrow with my replacement cabinet yeah i know it <laughs> we got the we got uh nintendo peripherals yeah figured we'd jump into some of the cool nintendo peripherals say that three times fast geez <laughs> right. the classic one we start off with would be the nes zapper yeah the good old zapper now, originally, it came in gray and light gray, um, packed in with the uh, NES there. See, it was released in Japan on the Famicom in 84 and then brought to the North American for October 1985. So there was a variant in the gray color? No, so... That was the first one released, and then they did release the orange version. Right. I'm sorry. I thought you said gray and light gray, and I was like, oh, you're talking about the two tones of the gray. The two tones of the color. Yeah, yeah, same gun. I was like, well, I didn't know there was a variant of the gray. (laughs) Yeah. So so this was able to be used on uh, Duck Hunt, Wild Gunman, uh, Hogan's Alley, and um, you could only use it on a um, CRT TV. It's not going to work on any modern flat screen TV because um, how yes, it how it's broken down. Out of luck. <laughs> if you want to check out more how it works, definitely check out the Gaming Historian does an awesome video and breakdown on that. 
Yeah, he really does. It shows how like you use the black box and then everything else around it kind of gets erased or something. I'm not exactly sure. Right. I'm well, speaking they have my the, head now, but you the know. the infamous uh, light bulb trick where you can put the gun um, right at a light bulb and pull the trigger and essentially not miss. Oh, you know, I, I actually never heard of that, Russ. Yeah. Well, it's funny enough because it is brought up in the uh, the Game Chasers movie, if anyone ca- catches that. I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you have watch. all of the light gun games? Um, no, I'm missing uh, Gumshoe. Dude, what is it about Gumshoe? That's the one I'm missing. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I, actually, that's not true. I don't have Wild Gun either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have Wild Gun because that was I in have Duck Hunt and Hogan's Alley. Back to the Future 2. When he goes into the uh, coffee shop and they plug in the arcade cabinet, though, it's the arcade version. Gotcha. Wild gun. So what zapper did you have as a kid? I mean, definitely the the gray one, the original one. Oh, you had the original? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I had the orange. Oh, okay. So you went with the orange one. They did release this orange one um, due to... Um, let's see, it was based on a light gun toy used, um, trying to see where they, I, I believe it was, it was just like laws, like, laws, like, right, uh, to, like laws it, to, to, to tell it it's fake. Right. Because, so that bright color. So you're like, it's not a real gun if you're going you, out with do it. Do you remember like when you had play guns as a kid, they all had like an orange tip. Right. Right. That, that was the reason. Yeah. So then they just made the light gun orange, which Here is it is. I found it. attached to it. 1988, the federal toy gun law was signed in the United States requiring that toy guns be visually distinct from real guns in a variety of ways, including color. The next year, the orange zapper was released. Yep, because I got my NES in 89, so that makes sense. Nice. We'll move along on this list here because we got a bunch to talk about. This one, you just did a video on your your TikTok, I believe, and it's kind of like a a weird one. Yeah, so it's the it's the speedboard by Pressman, and uh, basically, um, I didn't ever realize that people played Nintendo almost like a computer, where you're like your hands are flat and you're mm-hmm. not actually holding it. But I guess like speedrunners are pretty known for doing that. Like, I don't know, it's such a strange way to hold the play. Right, you would think controller. just like in your yeah. hand, like this, yeah. using your thumb for the D pad. And so, for those freaks of nature that play like this. You could put it on the speed board and I guess it like gives you like a level surface to like keep it in your lap and kind of hold it in place. As well. Right. More surface area there. Yeah. Um, did we say it's it was made by Pressman and it came out 1991? Yeah. So it is. Yeah. I didn't know exactly when it came out, but it was by Pressman. That's what the yeah, that thing I have here. But it says puts the speed at your fingertips on the box. <laughs> yeah, I have one back here. It's kind of it's kind of hidden. You probably can't see it. So much. Oh, it's on your but... your wall of st- cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah the speedboard. Cool stuff. Another one. But, that, uh, it's pretty. Oh, it's no, pretty famous no because. Else? No, I was going to say there's an AVG episode about it where he makes fun of like how useless it is. But... Right. Right. I was going to say the, even the, the next item on our list I'd never used before, but I've seen it in an AVGN video. That's the uh, the rock and roller. Did you ever see this at like Toys R Us or any of that? I can't say I ever remember seeing it. I never heard of the rock and roller. No, until the AVGN brought it up where he was drinking this rolling rock on the rock and roller. (laughs) 
which is it hilarious. Was, and it was put out by LGN, who's, you know, famous for all the crappy NES games that he reviews. I'm still not even sure what it does. It says, I got a little description. Like, what was the purpose? It consists of a large piece of plastic that the player rocks back and forth instead of using the D-pad. However, the player still needs the controller to press the A and B buttons. It's notorious for working poorly and sometimes not at all. It is compatible with all NES games, excluding light gun games. I kind of want one, but they're bulky and takes up a lot of space. Right, yeah. It's it's almost, uh, basically it has like a ball in the middle of it, and then you're kind of shifting your weight back and forth to like move. You ever heard of a BOSU ball? No. So it's like an exercise. It's a piece of exercise equipment that you can like balance on. It's like good for your core. It's kind of reminds me of that. In maybe that's right. Maybe maybe uh, the guy who designed it, seen his wife's in the living room, was like, I should make an NES peripheral. There you go. It was probably some initiative to like get kids to be more active. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the more better uh, peripheral keeping you active would be the power pad. Yeah, absolutely. The power pad. That, uh, the power pad's classic, dude. I only knew one kid that had one. And every time I went to his house, I was like, can we get this out? Right. You're like, I got to use this. Get track and field out. That's right. I need to run. Need to go Try crazy. to see if it lists any other games that you can really play with it. Uh, short order and in, in something explode. World track track me. Um, so it says the Bandai first released the accessory in 86 as the family trainer pack for the Famicom later released in the United States um, as the power pad, along with the game world class track Meet, which was rebranding of an earlier game, which is very hard to find now. <laughs> yep. And that game is stadium events. If you got that, you got the money. Oh, here we go. Compatible games. 11. Oh, okay. We got 11 games that will work with this bad boy. Does it list them here? Oh, Dance Aerobics. That's right. Never played that one. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of Japanese. No, I think I played it momentarily. There's a lot of Japanese-only ones. Um, One says Street Cop. You ever hear that game? Never heard of Street Cop. I have heard of Super Teen Games. Okay, yep, that one's there. Um, What else? You said, yeah, Short Order, Explode. There you go. That's the other one I was thinking of. The only one anyone probably ever used it on was track and field because it made the yeah. most sense. You're you're running down the field and you got the power pad. You ever you ever drop down and just use your hands? Mm, uh, probably <laughs> when I was a kid, um, but now I can move my legs pretty fast. There we go. I actually um, bought maybe maybe about five years ago now a homebrew game that utilized the power pad. And not a way you think it's not you're running on it. He actually kind of made a almost like a cornhole game. You would have to get like beanbags and throw the beanbags at the power pad and whatever button they landed on was where you got points or something like that. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, that's neat that they're making homebrew games and utilizing these, you know, old peripherals. That's really cool. I like that. Um, What else we got? For the four score, if you want to grab some friends and four play seven years ago, play with Abraham Lincoln. That's right. 
So this uh, this plugged into both ports of your NES and then gave you four uh, plugs to plug your controllers in to play a four-player game with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised it shows that as a kid. Never. Yeah. I don't think I knew anyone as a kid that had it. I've used it a couple years ago with my friends. We tried playing um, Nightmare on Elm Street. The Freddy Cougar games could be four player. Very hectic uh, seeing all those people on at once and trying to organize. (laughs) But I was like, hey, let's give it a shot. But apparently there's a ton of games you can play with it. Hmm. Gauntlet 2 um monopoly uh magic johnson's fast break we got super spike v-ball smash tv two players with two controllers each so you hold each controller in your hand using that's cool that would be neat to see i wonder about like um anticipation is that on there Mm, if it's in alphabetical order no it's not on there funny thing is so with the four score it has um you can put turbo on it and we enabled the turbo when we were playing friday uh, friday nightmare on elm street and we didn't know and we fell in like this ditch and we couldn't jump out and we couldn't figure out why because it was like a turbo jump so we weren't getting as high as we were supposed to be able to jump and we thought the game was broke (laughs) oh bummer yeah. Bummer. So, eh. and I guess I guess the next peripheral here, the satellite. I guess they improved on the four score because it's like it's like the four score, but you don't have to be connected to the television, right? Is that the only difference? Yeah, essentially, it's a it's a wireless uh, version. So you maybe yeah. you didn't want to be like sitting on the floor playing. This had an adapter that would plug into those two ports and then use what like five D batteries or something to put yeah, into it there. Takes, it takes like C's? C's, C batteries. Okay. Yeah, and a fun fact that you guys probably didn't know this, um, but Dave Matthews wrote a song about this thing because he loved Nintendo so much. <laughs> Satellite. Yeah, it's imagine Nintendo. It's gotta be. Check the music video on that. Yeah, exactly. It's in there. Yeah, so pretty neat that they're like, all right, let's try some wireless technology. They never yeah, had pretty cool. other, like, they never made a uh, controller itself that was wireless. Acclaim put one out, which I've seen a bunch of times at conventions that had uh, infrared technology and you could have your wireless uh, controller. But like with this one, I guess you can have it sitting at the coffee table or whatever closer to you and then plug in your NES controller so you wouldn't need a long cord. Yeah. One day I'll test this thing and I'll let you know if it works. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) What else we got on the list here? Let's see. Oh, the NES Max. Yeah. Um, It's kind of an interesting controller. Controller has like a cyclone technology where you can like spin that little red thing around. I know a few RC cars that have cyclone technology. <laughs> yeah, me too. See our past hilarious. <laughs> um, I think uh, the one time I thought that a controller was going to help me the most was mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I was playing through Battletoads. Oh, okay. And there's this level where you have to make these precision turns or like whatever's chasing you will slowly catch up with you. Right. And I just struggled with this level and I was finally like, Oh, I bet 
that controller would help me because it just it moves fluidly, you know? Right. Yeah, it didn't work. Didn't Terrible work? Idea. Jeez. <laughs> no. It, it is a lot smaller um, than an NES controller. Like, in your hands, it definitely feels smaller because they have, like, angled sides and the buttons mm-hmm. are a little bit smaller. They have two yep. regular buttons, but they do have turbo buttons right under that. That's like built in. So you got built in turbo. Um, and this came out so, in 1988 as well. Did you know also that the ring around the red portion can be pressed like a D pad? Right. I was going to be like, Jay told me that <laughs> not only yeah. can you use the circle button, um, you could just press the outer portion as like the D pad. If you want to use that. But I have seen people mod these and take like analog sticks and put those in there. So then you have like a modern analog stick on it. That's genius, actually. (laughs) I'd like to, I'm going to have to start Googling those and see if I can find ones for sale. There you go. Might be a future uh, Ruth Lyman DIY. Dude, do it. I'd watch. (laughs) Um, Moving on with more controllers. Yeah. Yeah, for those wanting that arcade experience, the NES Advantage. Advantage. The little joystick. Um, I wish it was a little bit bigger, but, um, you know, it's kind of rectangle shape. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't resist. Um, But it has, yeah, the joystick handle right there. Two big buttons you can use, and it does have turbos. And I thought it was unique. It has, like, dials that you can fine-tune the turbo how fast you want it yeah yeah do you want it really fast up to up to 11 are you more like a six or seven kind of person right and then it does incorporate a slow-mo feature which basically it takes the pause button and is hitting it repeatedly yes yeah, like pause 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 pause. what a cheap move <laughs> i mean maybe it could help you in battle toads if you're getting through uh you to know what? I should. I probably should have used that. <laughs> I did not, though. And fun fact: uh, on my YouTube channel, I made a lamp with a zapper and an advantage. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, a little DIY—the only DIY NES addict ever did. <laughs> I do. Ha- I have a lamp, but it's just the NES zapper. So. Now you're coming across these, you know, peripherals. I have probably have like seven NES zappers at home. You can turn them into into lamps. Yeah. Little and DIY. The can can yell at you about how you're destroying them, not keeping them in their original form. That's true. I mean, I'm doing the same thing with regular NES controllers because I'm repainting them. What what's Say that again. I missed you know, it. I'm doing doing the same thing with regular NES controllers because I'm repainting all of them, so I'm taking taking them off the the market or whatever you want to say. There you go. There you go. Russ is killing us. I mean, I guess we could add. We didn't even put in the regular NES controller. We could talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on the regular NES controller? I feel it. I feel it's pretty awesome. Like it's a huge step up from when you're going from the generations, like I had played Atari before that and you got a joystick with one button. I never got to play the master system, but you know, holding one recently comparing it to the NES controller. I just feel that that feels a little better. The D pads a little bit like tighter. Um, Yeah. And then like, even like a lot of the games you're holding that um, B button in to go run and just like 
pressing your thumb down to hit the A just, you know, feels good yep. that it's all in one kind of plane. Rocking. Yeah. yeah I like it. I, and I never got I so even they, like the sharp corners. Oh, you do? I was going to say, it's either that or they released the dog bone controller later on with the rounded corners. And uh, some people don't like that. It's a little bit smaller than what the NES controller is, but. Yeah, I, I am not a fan of the dog bone. And plus, the, I think the buttons are sideways too, like almost like the Super Nintendo. I don't know if they're side mm-hmm. to side because I don't use it much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. I don't like it. I know Mega Dan 29 is a fan of it, but not me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I bought it and then I tried it like once. And I was like, not, not for me. <laughs> not for me. So we got a, uh, not for me. We got the old Super Scope. Yeah, moving up to, you know, Super Nintendo, um, they needed something better than a NES Zapper, a gun. So they had to move up to a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, bazooka. It's it's pretty sick, too. Um, I actually got it for Christmas uh, of 92. And um, I remember playing it with the... the the game with patrol games last three rockets. The super skip was mm-hmm. awesome. I never got Metal Combat as a kid, but I always wanted it. it. Looked rad. Got yeah, yeah. A couple other games they but it had. It has like um, this really cool like a uh, s- scope on it. Right. That like was kind of like went almost off to the side, and it's got like a shoulder mount. Yeah, but you could pin. You had like pinpoint accuracy with that thing. Well, you were using. It did come with something that plugs into the super Nintendo and you would put that on your TV. So it had a, you know, a site to shoot at. So it'd probably be a little bit better yeah. than the zapper itself, but you could like stand back really like all the way across the room. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. I said, I think yeah. I have one, but I never hooked it up. Whether I have all the pieces, I don't know. And it should essentially, I guess it should work yeah. on a flat screen because it has that piece you're shooting at. That's a good question. I don't know. I've never tried it. I haven't I haven't used mine in a while, but I need to bust it out. It's up there on the rack. Nice. Both yeah. Saves. Some of the games, before. um, you know, is packed in with Super Scope 6. Uh, but you yes. can also use it on T2, the arcade game, which is probably awesome. Um, you mentioned Metal Combat. Operation Thunderbolt. Um, Lemmings 2. <laughs> apparently. Um, Lamborghini American Challenge. Not sure about that. And the Hunt for Red October is used in the bonus games. Um, X Zone, Tin Star, and a lot of people with this game, Yoshi Safari, because you would always see that game and people would want to pick it up because it has Yoshi on it. And I'm like, no, you need the Super Scope, unfortunately. Yeah. That's wild. I never played that one. The Yoshi's, yeah, no, nor have I. So I don't know if it's it probably plays something to like a Pokemon Snap, right? Just animals popping out, you're shooting them. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. Don't kill Yoshi. That's it. Sticking with Super Nintendo, uh, Mario Paint. We're adding on there because that came with a uh, a mouse and mouse pad. Yeah. You do yeah, Mario Paint of- was like revolutionary. Right. It's like, a, you know, it's almost like a, a, a program 
um, that you would get on a computer, yet you're getting this on your your Super Nintendo, a game console, a home console. I remember I tried to sell it to my parents as you can create your own games on it. Like, I thought you could literally program your own games. Yeah, I could see it. Like, maybe watching the commercial, you're not really sure what it does. Because it does, like, music. It does painting. And then you can have it, like, play some animation stuff. So it could almost look like, oh, you could make your own game. And that's, I think that's where I thought they were making their own games was the animation portion. And I was like, sick. Right, because you can make, like, stamps, I think, what it was, and save those. So I remember me and my friend doing, like, Metroid stuff. So you'd make, like, Samus and stuff, and then you can put her, you know, whatever different positions. You can make a different stamp of her shooting, maybe rolling or whatever. And you're like, okay, let's play it back. Yeah. And even the beginning, you can, like, uh, do stuff with, like, the letters of Mario Paint. Oh, like on the title screen? Yeah, they always like and doing does, that. They remember SWAT and flies. That's right, the SWAT and fly game, and the box <laughs> itself too. It's like the box came; it was huge. It was an oversized box because it had to fit the, yeah, the, the nice. mouse pad in there. Um, let's see. When do did you have the mouse pad? Yeah, I have it. Like I put it in a Ziploc bag so I wouldn't lose it with the with the mouse itself. August 1st, 1992, this was released. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I had had my NES. I got my NES shortly after that. But I mean, the commercials for the Super Nintendo like blew my mind back then. You're like, wow. The marketing really worked on me. (laughs) This thing looks epic. Yeah, I have to rewatch some of those commercials. Superpower. Superpower. I was like, oh my God, it's 16 bits, twice as many bits. Um, let's see. What else is it saying here? According to two parts of Mario Paint, meant to familiarize the user with the mouse title screen, where the user can click on each of the logo text for a surprise. Yep. And fly swatting mini game named Nat Attack, where the player swats a hundred insects before fighting a boss named King Wattening. Wat Wattening. Wackenaga. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No clue. No clue. But yeah, pretty awesome. It said, yeah, lots you could do with it. Um, and there's people now, you know, still using it, making like these crazy songs in the music portion of it. And you almost see some of that remnants of like playing Super Mario Maker 2, where they have these audio levels. And it reminds me of that, oh, where Mario's like yeah. bouncing on certain things and it's making notes. It definitely reminds me of Mario Paint. Yeah. Some of those sounds I despised. There was this one of like someone going, uh oh. <laughs> not that that was annoying. Like, nope, not for me. Terrible. This terrible sound is not for me. Well, we saved the last the one we got. We on saved the best one for last, Jay. Of course, we maybe yeah. people thought we forgot it, but the power, the power glove, baby. It's so bad. <laughs> the, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so, it really is so bad. Probably most kids first seen it in the movie The Wizard, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Freaking Lucas. 
He had it. He was playing the games with it. Looked flawless. Or he's moving his wrists left to right, playing outrun, and it's working perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> I can see yours yeah, up the, in the um, shelf back there too. It's 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 somewhere. I can't get there. It is. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Um. Did you see the new Christmas movie that came out last Christmas? Yes, eight bit Christmas story or whatever it was Christmas. called. Yeah, eight bit Christmas. I think the kid on there had one, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, if if it serves my memory correct, he did have a power glove. And then he got like his butt kicked when he was using it because it sucked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to use it for like Mike Tyson's punch out um, because the main thing you have to set up these sensors on the on your TV screen, two in the top, one in the side, so it can yeah. kind of register where your glove is going. Um, but never worked great. You know, I bought one years ago and set it up and did my best to try to enjoy some games with it. And it's basically more a, a novelty, you know, looks cool on the shelf. That's really all it does. Do you have, do you know um, if yours is the adult size or the child size? Cause they make two sizes. in it. I'm pretty sure it's the adult size. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of loose size. on my hand a little bit. I have kind of tiny hands. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that they made two sides. Yeah, two sizes. Yeah, kind of smart though. Um, I have the. I, I actually have the sensors. I need to hook my. I've never actually hooked mine up to see if it works. I, I hooked mine up, see it. if it worked. Worked terribly, and I cut the cord. Oh, you just cut it off. <laughs> I cut the cord. Sorry, so I can never use it again. It was just easier to display. I guess I could have tucked the cord inside the glove, but. I was like, you know what? I was using it also as a display inside my car. Destroying all the Nintendo peripherals. I am. People are going to hate me. (laughs) Why do you hate Nintendo so much, Russ? I know it, you know? (laughs) Take my anger out, my child. Do you have the poster for the Power Glove? Oh, excuse me. Um, No, no, I don't think I do. No. I have it in in my game room. And it has, it says you must follow these rules, and it has it says you must enter the program. Exam Mike Tyson's mm-hmm. calibrate. I'm reading it as I'm, I'm looking. And you must center, and you must read your instruction booklet. They really wanted to drive home the fact that like there were like a thousand steps you had to complete if you wanted this thing to work properly. <laughs> and and the main thing was like it was essentially like kind of rushed out. Like it was still like getting the kinks out like to make it work great. They could have done it, but it would have cost so much more. And they were kind of like, this is where it needs to be. And they're like, well, it's not going to be great. And they're mm-hmm. like, whatever, put it out like, like this. And they were supposed it. to make more games with it. Cause it was packed in with the um, glove ball, which it worked oh, decently yeah. with. And there's supposed to be more games like designed just for the power glove. And they never ended up coming out. Yeah, because it sucked so much there just wasn't a point. <laughs> so I wonder, I haven't looked in, maybe John Riggs knows, but have any home brewers made games for the Power Glove now? Like I bought one for the Power Pad. I wonder if anyone did for the Power Glove. Probably somebody out there, I would think. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it Yo, would make I'll sense. like my a, Power Glove up. Like a boxing game, obviously. Make it work you would for think a better Punch Out would be like the perfect game for it. Right. It's like, okay, you're hitting, boom. And it's like, nope. Essentially, that switched over when Punch-Out came out for the Wii. I actually got, they had boxing gloves you can get, and you slide your Wiimote into the boxing glove, and then it worked great like that. So I was like, that's what they're going for. 
even we sports boxing is phenomenal. Right, right. Same, same concept. I can play that game and burn like a thousand calories. I just love it. Nice. But yeah, those are, you know, Nintendo peripherals that we wanted to kind of discuss and talk about. Maybe you guys grew up with some of these. Maybe you never heard of, maybe you never heard of the speedboard or the, the rock and roller. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the more random ones. Definitely check out AVGN's uh, video. I think he has a video on like literally it's all one video possibly about peripherals. Yeah. Right. So So, super fun. I'm going to watch that tonight. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Make sure you get your hands on these peripherals because Russ is single handedly destroying them one at a time. Cutting cords, painting weird. What's he doing? That's it. I'm making lamps out of them. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for listening. If you want to, uh, you know, follow me, check me out on YouTube. You can search, you know, Russ Lyman or check out Bit by Bit. That's my my second channel. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, just all Russ Lyman. And where can we follow you, Jay? Uh, my biggest platform right now is TikTok, which is kind of sad, but um, you can also follow me on YouTube here and uh, Instagram as well. And from time to time, I will sell things on whatnot. I need to do a whatnot sales soon. Nice. So. Sweet. Maybe sell some uh, NES zappers. And they're all NES addicts. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, guys. Well, as always, I'm Russ Lyman, and keep your world fun oh, bit by bit. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Later. Later.